0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla Speedtest Intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.
1: So I don't see him leaving. I think that he's going to sign for the max. He is using this as leverage to get more of what he wants. And we can't trust Skip Bayless's reporting. He's somewhat emotional when it comes to Kawhi Leonard. He's a big fan of Kawhi Leonard. There's nothing wrong with that, but he takes up for him a lot. So I think that there's there's a bit of a Skip Bayless agenda Mm -hmm. in this.
2: Yo, what's good everybody? Welcome to Unfair Sports, where we take offensive approach to the sports conversation. I'm your host, Jay, with my co-host, Jimmy. We are here to talk to you about sports. Thank you for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, rate us and review us and give us five stars. You do think you deserve it. Man, give us five anyway. Gifted. All right, so on today's episode of Unfair Sports, we're going to dive into the conference finals. Kawhi is not happy. Dame's gonna want out of Portland. Scottie Pippen is on a tour like no other. Trey Young seems to be hurt, and we'll wrap up what Kevin Durant thinks about comments made about him. Hit us up on the Unfair Fan Line, 430-901-1906, and let us know what you think of the show. Give us your strongest opinions. You may end up on the show as part of one of our segments to talk about your opinion. We love a strong opinion, so hit us up on the Fan Line, as well as check out our YouTube page. We do some videos, video. So go to our website, unfair-sports.com, and hit us up on the line, 430-901-1906. Ooh,
1: six. Woo. j master jam what's going on
2: what it do baby my apologies last week on the video as well as the audio i was rushing from a funeral when i got back didn't get to get everything prepared like i was supposed to you know things happened. it was all in the air people started dying flies was everywhere the world was coming to an end and i don't know uh where i put my face so my bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Problem conclusion. Bad, but I fixed it. We're gonna we got everything fixed. We got everything all tied up the way it's supposed to be. So we're gonna have a fantastic segment and show for you all today. So make sure you like I said, check out the YouTube page, unfair sports.com. You can see uh on at the website all the syndications where we post everything, the social medias, you can see mm-hmm. the clips, you can go watch the whole videos on YouTube. So make sure you like, subscribe, and share, cause sharing is caring. We are at 99 subscribers. Let's get over to 100 yes sir so with that Jimmy you want to start off with this
1: yes yes the best place to start NBA. Playoffs, Western Conference. Jay, we had a game for the ages between the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers on Saturday. Uh, game four of the series with the Phoenix Suns squeaking out an eighty-four to eighty win in what is probably the ugliest, most worst shooting snooze fest snooze fest of a playoff game I have ever seen. Nineteen
2: eighties, nineties basketball that y'all supposedly love so much.
1: Even even they shot better than that. Phoenix thirty-six percent, Clippers thirty-two percent. But nonetheless, Phoenix goes up three to one. As we record this show tonight, they have a chance to close it out Yep, uh, Tonight in Phoenix, as a matter of fact They're on home court Um, So let's start with them So the Suns up 3-1, Jay Now that they have done that Are the Suns, fair or unfair, will the Suns Close out the series tonight?
2: I'm, I don't think it's fair to say that. I'm, I'm going to say it's unfair. I don't believe hmm. that they'll close it out tonight. I think that the Clippers will give us at least one more push. They'll actually show up. Neither team could possibly shoot as bad as they did last game. I mean, it was atrocious. I looked at the box score, and I was just like – this is god awful. This has got to be one of the worst shooting performances I think I've ever seen in a professional game. The uh the Clippers were 32% from the field, mm-hmm. 16% from three at 5 for 31. Good oh. God, that's gross. And they shot 65% from the line. They were 21 <laughs> for 32 from free throw. If they would have just made like six of them, they won the game. But they couldn't make free throws. And then when you go to the Suns, the Suns shot 21 free throws to 32. They were 85%, so they missed. Looks like three, but they were four for 20 from three. They were 20%, and then 36% from the field in general. It was just bad. I mean, 59 rebounds for the Suns and 51 for the Clippers. Not to go too far into the boxes and everything, my point behind this is is that it was awful, and it wasn't even enjoyable to watch.
1: Nope. At all.
2: So I think it's unfair to say that that's going to happen again. I think the Clippers will at least give us one more I just don't think they have enough firepower to get past the Suns without Kawhi Leonard. Mm.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, and I thought you were going to go the other direction, but I agree with you. I think it is unfair to say that. I do pick the Clippers to win tonight, um, primarily because they have fought this entire series. And if you look at the outcome of each game, they've been right there outside of the game that they won, game four. But yeah. their first loss is by six, second loss is by one, and then this loss was by four. Yep. So they are right there with this team without Kawhi Leonard. Who is out for this series? So I think that in between Ty Lue's coaching and on the fly adjustments, and with how the team really around Paul George's play, you've seen Reggie Jackson in the other games let's say before this game making big shots and even in the series before that and usually alongside him there's another guy who steps up Terrence Mann man. who no one had ever heard you know Mann, man who never, oh, no one had ever oh, man. heard of oh, 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 somehow turns into <laughs> uh, uh, one of the greatest players of all time in these third quarters and that's helped them to be as competitive as they have been so you look at this Clippers team down three-one, yes, but they're just as motivated as the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, the Phoenix know we win this game, we get to the finals, we finally get Chris Paul to the finals, like so many people have wanted because he's had a such a great Big career. Team. But also, Ty Lue has been in this spot, and they know if we win this game, we get to go back to our building for Game Six, where we like our odds even more. We can get past that Game Seven. Anything is possible, especially in a series with Chris Paul. But. Uh oh. The most important reason why I think that they are not done in this series, the Clippers, is that defensively, I think they have figured out CP3 and Devin Booker. They have not figured out DeAndre Ayton, but they figured those two out. Because if you look at game four, CP3 and Booker were a combined 10 of 40, which my math is correct, is 25% from the field. And in this last game, they were a combined 14 of 44, which is around 30%. So I don't think that's just nothing. Maybe you could say game four was nothing and then they bounce back and they play well, but they didn't. So there are reasons why obviously people could make excuses for both of them. Devin Booker's wearing the mask in one of the games. Then he took it off. (laughs) Then he took it off. It really didn't help. (laughs) cp3 cp3 is still working himself back into game shape since he took that time off because of COVID. but either way i think defensively they have figured this team out in terms of their backcourt they just don't have a solution for deandre ayton he's a huge problem for this team he
2: is he is and and if you're watching the video of course on the youtube you'll see with my shirt i don't think that we'll be giving the Suns coffee because the coffee's for closer (laughs) zone i don't think they're gonna be able to close it this time, but there's a chance they can close it at six. Mm. I really want this to go seven. I do too. I want it to go seven because it's been some really exciting basketball, especially in the conference playoffs in between both sides. It's been mm-hmm. unexpected for it to be this good, especially with the injuries and the things that we've dealt with, from Chris Paul and the COVID situation to Kawhi Leonard having potentially something torn in his knee, and we have no clue what's wrong with him and right. him being unhappy. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, <laughs> Anything that's on the other side, I don't. I want to see more of this. I want to see kind of be direct. I want to be drug out. I want to really enjoy just the fact that we've got good basketball, mm. even though the most notable names are not in there that we're used to. And so with that, the biggest things the Suns are going to have to do is, like you mentioned, they're going to have to keep Aiden involved. they got to keep him going. Uh, Devin Booker seems to just – He'll, he'll come to light when he needs to. Uh-huh. And it's funny because R.J. Bell actually put out a tweet from when Chris Paul came back. R.J. in, in Vegas, uh, one of the Vegas guys. He said the plus minus. So since Chris Paul's return from COVID, mm-hmm. the only two games, it's a small sample size, but it's still interesting that this is where we're at. First half of Chris Paul on the floor, the Suns are a plus 19 points combined. Darn good. Mm-hmm. Second half of Chris Paul on the floor, the Suns are minus 31 points. Hmm. That's a big sway. Second half? Yes. Of the these second games. half of these games. And you know why that is,
1: right? It's the reason why they're calling Ty Lue Ty Belichick is because he goes in there at halftime like you would expect <laughs> an NFL coach like Belichick to be able to do, and he figures something out to stifle him.
2: And this is why I wanted to make mention – I made mention this specifically because of the Ty Lue love. We need to give Ty Lue his flowers. Yes. We need to give Monty Williams his flowers yes. as well. Both of them are coaching their asses off in this series, and mm-hmm. I really appreciate the changes. And when it comes to that – The jokes are adjustments, like what are the real adjustments? Can you really make adjustments? What are the actual adjustments? Right. There really are. A lot of the adjustments are, are they going over the top or under? Who's actually in the game? What type of lineups are being played? Mm -hmm. And then what type of switches that they're going to make with those specific lineups? What are they going to give the team? What are they going to take away? All of that stuff coming in you can see that it actually makes a difference. Mm-hmm. That's the change. Same thing even with Monty Williams, playing DeAndre Ayton at certain times when he, when Zubox out there or not, just just those type of changes. Pay attention to the subtle differences you see with lineups. Mm-hmm. That's when you see those adjustments, and it's really appreciated. So speaking of that, other to the other side where it doesn't seem like there's any adjustments <laughs> on the East. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, there's one that adjusts, but I don't know if the other dude has learned how to yet. And unfortunately, I think his team's gonna bail him out of losing his job, and I don't like people losing their job. But at the same time, sometimes it kind of you can tell when it's time for somebody move, he's being saved, and that's Uh basically going into the Bucks and the Hawks.
1: Uh So yeah, so we had a game, game three last night,
2: which annoys me that their game they're like two games behind.
1: Yeah, that annoys me too. I don't. I mean, the NBA with their scheduling, we could do a segment on that. I don't like how much how the lack of rest that they've given each of these teams. I mean, it's clearly it's clearly evident that they're trying to speed this thing along. Right. And that, for a lot of reasons, is problematic. Don't have time to get into that. But, yes, we had Game 3 last night in the Eastern Conference in Atlanta between the Bucks and the Hawks, and the Bucks pulled away late to win 113-102, uh, taking a 2-1 series lead. And within the game, I believe it was the third quarter, that uh, Trey Young got a sprained ankle-slash-bone bruise by accidentally stepping on the foot of one of the refs who was behind him. And that affected his mobility throughout the rest of the game. He's questionable for Game Four. Most people think that he's going to play, and I believe he will as well. I mean, yeah. But the Hawks are down two-one with their best player not one hundred percent. So Jay, is it fair or unfair to say that the Hawks will survive with Trey Young on one leg?
2: Oh, it's definitely unfair. There's no chance that they survive without Trey Young. Trey yeah. Young is the heart and soul of that team. As much as I like everyone around him, I looked at them similar to I. I looked at them similar to the way I looked at the uh, 2012 Thunder. Now it's it's a it's a very out there comparison, but let me let me explain. Yeah, let's read hear this. Give me read back. In. Okay, the 2012 Thunder were a team that skipped all of the steps. They first round they were eight seed, lost to the Lakers, gave him San motivation here. So he was like, you know, looks like we've got something here. Um, the drafting of Russell Westbrook as well as James Harden was kind of questionable to a lot of people. They weren't sure who they were or what they they bring help. I'm correct, Russ didn't even start in college at uh, UCLA. He was behind Darren Collison. That's right. So people didn't realize who he was as a player. And so you compare them with a great player like Kevin Durant, who we already knew was going to be great. They go out there to the eighth seed, and then the next year they go to the second round, and you're like, oh, okay, this Thunder team may be potential, have Mm -hmm. a little future to it. And then from there, they went to the finals. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait a minute. Why is this team in the finals? Because you look, a few years later, you realize they have three MVP caliber players on their team. And so I'm looking at these Hawks in a similar way. For one, they're young. They don't know that they're not supposed to be here. They're mm-hmm. out there having fun. They're playing loose. They're getting comfortable, and they're just balling. I don't know if there's MVP caliber players on this team, if it's just the fluke and the anomaly of what happened with COVID and the shortened season and everything. Because remember, the Thunder went to the finals as well in a shortened season. They went mm-hmm. in the 66-game season where the season started on Christmas Day mm-hmm. based upon the CBA. So similar scenarios where they skip a line, and teams just weren't able to do what they, you know, normally would do going into that. And then, you know, the world kind of right-sized itself where Oklahoma City dealt with a whole bunch of injuries, et cetera, so on and so right, forth. Right, But this Hawks team, I feel like they have a chance to stay around based upon how good of a team they are. They're all young. They're still under those good contracts. Um, the question is how healthy will the East be to prevent them from being able to do this again. I don't know yet. I don't even know if we've got caliber, what type of caliber players we have from them going forward. We won't know for about three, four years if we had MVPs on this roster or not, but Mm -hmm. I like what I've seen out of them. I like seeing that they're so young and they don't know they're supposed to be here. And they're still out here balling out. I say all that, say this Trey young is the heart and soul of this team. Trey young is everything. Mm -hmm. Trey young and Luca. Great. They both were drafted the way they were drafted, you know, with Trey being traded, the the Hawks don't do anything without Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, that, this team does not run without him, say, the engine, because the one thing that he does that is, is so rare to see in players, which is honestly what makes it even funny in this series, him and Giannis kind of have this in common. They have very short memories. They make a mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, Giannis will go out there, shoot a free throw, air ball it. The next thing you know, he's going to dunk <sighs> on somebody. Trey Young will go out there. He'll miss some shots, and then he'll shoot up from the logo. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait a minute, dog. You just missed, like, ten straight <laughs> shots? But you're pulling from the logo with confidence? All of that confidence is what exerts out to everybody else on the team, and I think that they just they feed off of that. Mm-hmm. Him now on the court, they have no one to feed off of.
1: Okay. So you think that the Hawks – so essentially which thing is the Hawks still have a chance, right?
2: I'm saying the Hawks have a chance if Trey Young is playing. If Trey Young ain't playing, they ain't got no chance.
1: Well – I'm gonna agree with you for boy di- for a different reason. I would say it it is unfair to say that they can't survive without Trey on one leg. I do think they need him out there on the court, albeit even if he's sixty five to seventy percent of itself, right. albeit even if he's used as a decoy. But there is a game plan for this to work because first of all, you have to think, okay, who's gonna run this offense if Trey Young isn't isn't gonna be what we you know physically what he usually is? It's either gotta be Lou Will or Bogdanovich. One of those two has to run this offense. Okay, because Trey Young is not going to be able to do that. He's going to have to play off the ball more, might have to spot up more, but he's not going to have his cutting ability. He's not going to have sort of that quick twitch ability to get into the lane. And you don't want him to because you don't want him to injure that foot or that ankle even further. So one of those two has to run the offense. Second thing you got to do. Giannis is not your problem. Chris Middleton is your problem. You know Giannis is gonna get his because he's two back to back MVP. He's gonna get his. You cannot have Chris Middleton getting thirty-eight points, eleven rebounds, and seven assists on you. You've got to find a way to keep him in the twenty to twenty five range. If you can do that, knowing Giannis is gonna get his thirty to thirty-five, you have a legitimate shot. Mm-hmm. Also on the other side of that, John Collins, who looks like now he's getting exposed. We thought he could be on a level that can somewhat match what Trey Young is doing, and he was bad in that last game. They need twenty, they need twenty and ten from John Collins in order to compete with this team without a Trey Young that's 100%. So you can do that. If you can get Lou Will or Bogdanovich to run this offense, if you can figure out your Chris Middleton problem, and if John Collins can play like a all-star level power forward, you have a chance to maybe not win the series, but to not get gentlemen swept out of the series. That's what they got to do.
2: I agree with you on that. And one of the biggest problems for Atlanta is, is that this is a recurring injury for Trey Young. This is kind of like the Steph Curry thing. Like, we always compare him to mm-hmm. Steph Curry, and Steph mm-hmm. Curry was known for having ankle issues coming mm-hmm. into the league. Seems like Trey has a similar one. If I'm correct, he hurt his ankle against Milwaukee when we went and saw them in Atlanta before the before – yep. the, uh, the, the, the Peach Bowl, right? Before the Peach Bowl. Yep, December
1: 2019, like 12 minutes into the game. Yep. Night finish.
2: He, he was hurt that game. He had an ankle injury October of uh, 29th mm-hmm. of 2019. He had a ankle mm-hmm. injury. But you know what's
1: funny about FFO? The game that we watched that that was what, about – a, a year and a half calendar year ago and how they were like the worst team in the NBA. So to go from that to this in a year and a half, I'm telling you shows you they can still find a way to compete in this series. Even though Trey young is not what he normally is.
2: I can give you that. Mm-hmm. I can give you that, that ability to come together and play, but yeah. they also don't have Hunter. So
1: I mean, I don't know how big of a factor he was. I, I mean, that, that hurts him right. a little bit.
2: I think he's a big factor. Just, 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 just as an additional piece mm-hmm. based upon, cause they just got what Cam Reddish back. So they sure did, didn't they? They've got Cam Reddish back. Yeah. So, if you – they need all the bodies that they have. Right. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> got to pitch in. <laughs> they need all hands on in. deck. Because is an all hands on deck <laughs> situation. This is not a situation <laughs> where you can rely on one person. Because nope. Bogdan Bogdanovich has not been that good this series. And he's, he's and team.
1: he's battling a knee – a bit of a knee issue. He looked better yesterday with how he was moving, but, yeah, he's still got a bit of a knee issue too.
2: Exactly. And so, if that's going to be the situation mm.
1: – I mean, so you don't think Lou Will can run this offense in Trey's place – I know, I know I know that's not his forte necessarily, but you don't think he can do that?
2: How good has Lou Williams been since he went to Atlanta? Did he almost retire when he got there? Yeah, I mean,
1: he's been pretty good. In the uh, the regular season, he was pretty bad. <laughs> playoffs, playoffs he's been pretty good. Playoffs he's been pretty good. Right.
2: Let me let, let me pull up his numbers while it's in my mind Okay. I'll make sure I give you guys some accurate stuff, you know, I don't want people to get all upset because we're having fun here <laughs> talking about these games. So, we have this man um Jimmy
1: Give me the playoff numbers first. He's been bad in the playoffs. How many minutes is he playing? Give me something.
2: Okay. Come on. Lou is averaging 13 minutes a game. He's scoring about 6.5 points per game on average. He has two double-digit scoring efforts. But he had a couple of (laughs) nine, eight-point games. Uh A couple of nines. What do his
1: assist numbers look like?
2: Um... Two, one, two, three,
1: one, one, oh 1 three, zero,
2: three, one, two, oh zero, two, and three. I think Lou Will's starting to show his age.
1: Bogdanovich is your team now. <laughs> <laughs> You're the captain now. <laughs> You're the captain
2: now. Yeah. This is your roster. Right. Okay. Well, besides that, other rosters that we talk about here on uh, the Unfair Sports on a Monday is the
1: news.
0: And now, Jimmy has the news.
1: Uh, Thank you, Wendy All right, so Jay, new Celtics coach M.A. Udoka Yeah um, Was talking about uh, taking over as a Celtics head coach And he said that he vows to push their two stars Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum In the sense of being on their A Both on the court and off the court In terms of pushing them to be the best that they can be And they both, both of the stars say they are open to being coached like this But at the same time, Jay, I wonder is being pushed what they really need, given the generation that they come from and how they tend to take to really being coached hard like that. Do you think this is good for the two stars?
2: Yes, I do. I think mm. I think that they are accepting of coaching. I think the problem with Brad Stevens was it was just same voice, six years, mm. at a certain point, everybody kind of it's not that they tune you out because they respect Brad Stevens. It was just kind of getting old, but a new voice, new perspective, new thought process, and coming from Brooklyn, mm. I think it's gonna. He's gonna be able to leverage all the stuff that he was working with KD and James Harden and Kyrie Irving, and then plant it in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Mm. I think it'll be a difference maker for him. I mean,
1: I think if he's going to push them, you don't have to push them on offense because they're both really good offensive players. You got to push them on defense. Yep. You got to push them to look at defense the same way they look at offense because that's part of a championship team makeup, especially in recent memory that we've seen. It's hard to to find a NBA champion within the last ten to fifteen years. That didn't work really hard on defense I agree So, so we'll see uh, So up next I got a couple of NBA rumors for you uh, The first involves the Golden State Warriors um, There is a rumor that they plan to package Their number two overall pick Number two James Wiseman And the number two pick he was the number two pick last year So James Wiseman and a number seven pick For this season in a big trade And one name that's been floated out there Is them trading for Toronto's Pascal Siakam So if they were to pull this off and get Siakam Jay, will he make the Golden State Warriors a contender?
2: Yeah, I can see that. I can see him adding a dynamic to the team that they're needing, a good slasher that isn't Steph Curry. Because Clay really isn't. And Clay's coming off of that injury. We don't know what he's going to be. They may need to package Wiseman and Wiggity Split, send them both back to Canada, send them Mm -hmm. back to Canada and go from there.
1: I think you do that for Siakam, and I think that – what I think will work about him is not even what he he does on the corks he was an all-star two seasons yeah. ago but I think that he fits into their culture and their culture really is people don't really think of it this way but their culture really is work hard team first yep and then everybody gets theirs so I think that he will buy into that so if they can make that happen they definitely should they better pray that Toronto is in a rebuild and they're gonna get rid of him they're gonna get rid of Kyle Lowry and I guess build the team around Fred Van Vleet. so if you can get Siakam get him All right. uh, lastly, speaking with NBA rumors Again, the Timberwolves There's a uh, report that the Timberwolves badly want Ben Simmons of the 76ers Who most likely will be available And looking for a fresh start, just like the organization So if the T-Wolves were to get Ben Simmons And pair him, we'll say with Carl Anthony Towns As well as their number one pick last year Anthony Edwards, who was number two in Rookie of the Year Voting this season, do you see them being a Making it to the playoffs in the West?
2: Who are they going to send? D'Angelo Russell over there?
1: D'Angelo Russell and let's say some picks
2: Wow, they just got D'Angelo Russell and put them together with oh. Anthony Towns. Thorgo. They're supposed, to supposed to be boys.
1: Yeah. Crabby, that's true. So then who were they sending? Anthony Edwards? He's, he's going to be really good. I'm high on Anthony Edwards. Nobody cares about him. Nobody's seen him play, but I'm high on him.
2: hundred uh, percent. I,
1: I, so they're going to send Anthony Edwards to Ben Simmons? No, they
2: have to, they'd, they'd have to send well, – whoa. You're right. They can't get, send get Russell. Yourself, who, does Philly, who would Philly prefer? Ben Simmons – I mean, um, D'Angelo Russell or Anthony Edwards. And to be honest, because they're in win mode now, I'd say probably getting uh, – uh, Getting that would be actually a not too bad pick.
1: Mm-hmm. So then you pair Russell Simmons, Russell Simmons, Russell Simmons, Simmons and Def and GM. Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, they can own their is? own Def Comedy Jam true Exactly. Is that it? Gets news.
2: And that was Jimmy with the news. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, Bogdan's been garbage. Four, eight, and eight in the last three games. He shot three for sixteen last game.
1: Uh, no.
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. All
2: right, so NBA rumors. Gotta love it, right? Gotta love all the craziness that's going around. Yeah, yeah. And uh, especially with these great uh, playoffs, but well, we've got more stories coming out of Los Angeles and in these playoff situations with the playoff team. Jamie, I don't know what you think about this, but super intriguing. So, as you all know, star superstar forward Kawhi Leonard the claw uh, what it do baby mister <laughs> the robot whatever you want to call him um, he didn't have a really good breakup when it came to San Antonio no. he left the Spurs specifically because he did not trust the medical staff especially when it came to that quad injury that he had that I fi- I personally feel like he's actually still injured with and is still dealing with um, it's not your standard just you know hurt well there is a rumor now that Kawhi Leonard is also mad with another medical staff. and It is the Los Angeles Clippers medical staff. And this is what Skip Bayless, I guess said on FS one. Uh, I've been told by a very good source that the first issue became, uh, became Kawhi was unhappy with the Clippers medical staff because he felt that they early on Mick diagnosed and underplayed the extent of his knee injury. I was also told, as I told you from day one, when this happened, He's gone. He's going to need some type of surgery. I'm not sure exactly what extent of it is, but he's going to need surgery. So he's out for the rest of the playoffs. So now that we have a story that Kawhi Leonard is not very happy with the medical staff with yet another team, we have to ask the question, Jimmy, is it fair or unfair to say that Kawhi Leonard will want out of Los Angeles?
1: I'm going to go with unfair for several reasons. The first of which is that is Skip Bayless, who is offering this information from one of his sources. And when it comes to, you know, and I know he was a longtime reporter before he ever made it to television. But this is more Sham Sharania, or Chris Haynes. Adrian Wojnarowski territory so I would give more credence to that as opposed to Skip Bayless who's more of a TV personality right um so that so for that that's one of the reasons why it makes me feel like this is unfair I think it's also unfair because I don't think he wants to go anywhere because he's been he's been given everything he wanted he got to go to the place he wanted he got the number two that he wanted and they have you know bent over backwards in order to make him happy because they saw how things ended up in San Antonio so I think that he'll resign I think that. If this is coming out, I think part of it is he's using this as leverage because there are more things that he wants. So he wants to put the fear in Steve Ballmer that he's going to leave and that therefore Steve Ballmer will again continue to give him everything that he wants and we obviously know that Kawhi Leonard can maybe have some strange requests in some strange ways because there may be a player on a team who's under contract for the next five years that Kawhi Leonard wants specifically and he knows that if he doesn't have the leverage he won't get this organization to do again what they did before. Obviously it'd be harder to do now since they gave their draft for the next 50 years to the Los Angeles I'm sorry to the Oklahoma City Thunder in order to get Paul George in Los Angeles. So I don't see him leaving. I think that he's going to sign for the Max, he is using this as leverage to get more of what he wants, and we can't trust Skip Bayless's reporting. He's somewhat emotional when it comes to Kawhi Leonard. He's a big fan of Kawhi Leonard. There's nothing wrong with that, but he takes up for him a lot. So I think that there's there's a bit of a Skip Bayless agenda Mm -hmm. in this. So for that reason, I can't fully trust the reporting that is even accurate. That he's even that unhappy with the medical staff of the Clippers. So I'm going to say it's unfair.
2: I'm with you on that. I, I I I. I get your point. I'm opposite, though. I think it's fair to say that Kawhi is going to want out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to also say that it would make zero sense for him to want out of Los Angeles with the Clippers. He needs to stay there. His owner is an eccentric billionaire. (laughs) I say that because he just spent like $2 billion of his own money to fund the arena and the development around said arena. This is out of his pocket. Mm -hmm. He didn't take public funding Mm -hmm. because Ballmer is you know probably worth about maybe 80 yeah. 90 whatever billions mm-hmm. the dude worked at microsoft every I mean, time you turn your
1: every time you turn your xbox on he makes another million dollars
2: exactly that that may be true may not be true but whatever is it's there <laughs> so he's got a guy that's got the money to get any and everything that he needs to make everything better so if right. he needs him to spend more money to get him a better uh medical staff he can now this is the issue that i, I see it's fair that Kawhi's going to potentially want out. Like I said, I think it's stupid, but I can see him wanting to want out. Everybody's down playing his injuries. The one thing about professional athletes we know is that professional athletes play through any and everything. They find a way to get on the court, the field, or whatever. It's rare you find a player that's like, nah, I'm I'm injured. out I hurt my fingernail. I'm out, besides baseball players. And that's mainly because they're in the sun nonstop. So I get you find an excuse, and you're playing 145 billion games. <laughs> But basketball and football, you have to find an excuse to get on. You you always want to be on there, even hurt or not, because you want that 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 elusive championship.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Kawhi has two, mm-hmm. but he wants to be able to get this team there as well. And so, if he's not playing, he's truly hurt. And I pointed this out about that that uh, Raptors run. He looks hurt. Like, he looks like he is laboring to get through every game. That leg is messed up. He
1: couldn't, he couldn't hardly walk after that game if they won and exactly. they won the championship.
2: Something is wrong with him, like, in a bad way. Like, I mm. I, I compare it to the Brandon Roy situation where he was going to have degenerative knees, where his mm-hmm. knees were just basically just disappearing. Everything was coming out, falling apart. I think that's something like that with his quad and his knee. Everything around that leg is... And they're downplaying it. They're saying, nah, I don't think it's that bad. Or they can't find it, which I get if you can't find it. It's probably something weird. They got to stop doing that with that dude. You can't you can't downplay him not being hurt just because you think that he just wants more time off. Now, at the same time, I mean, all the rumors were going around about how Kawhi Leonard lives in San Diego and drives up, which if I'm correct, is about an hour and a half, two hour drive. I've made the drive once before. Traffic, not traffic. I'm not sure. It just depends. hmm I've made the drive from San Diego up to L.A. before, and it's a a drive. It's not short. Uh, But he makes that drive, and he had a tendency of being late, and all of that behavior, which I can say is warranted for the team to be concerned. Mm -hmm. At the same time, he's your star player, and your team is much better with him on the court than anybody else, Mm -hmm. and it's been proven. So you kind of got to play into whatever he's feeling and just let him do his thing. But if you start pushing back too hard, you're going to lose him. Mm. And he's probably going to go across the street. He's not going to leave California. I would say,
1: because I was hoping you would get there, I would say that he would want to go to a situation where he knows he can win a championship, where he to face the Brooklyn Nets at some point, and to where he doesn't have to be the number one. Because as his body is falling apart, apart, (laughs) he's not going to be able to carry that. And that's what he was expected to do in L.A. He probably doesn't like that responsibility because all the – all the questions, all the criticism, it all comes to him first. Yep. Now, there were some people who put it on Paul George first because he played so poorly in the bubble and in certain parts of this postseason, but ultimately it comes down to him. So I could see that him doing maybe what he should have done in the very beginning, which is to join AD and LeBron, or another good place that I think would be for him is Miami with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. I would into, love to see him there.
2: But he has to move cross country at that True. point. True. And you know that Pat Riley's not going to play the game of... <laughs> <laughs> that injury stuff no that that's that's not how that culture is, so I would struggle with him being in Miami only because of that. Mm. he could go back to Toronto because Toronto would give him everything that's mm. the, that that if, if there's any place that would be smart for him to go is going back to Toronto
1: but see but that, that but that's that the same problem, you know, going from one part of the country to an actual. Different country, I yes. guess. So if he wouldn't go to Miami, he wouldn't go to Toronto either.
2: No, I agree. I, I, I'm i gonna say he's gonna stay it, in the state of California. It
1: will be pulling a Montrezl Harrell and giving two middle fingers to the Clippers by staying in the same building and just becoming a Laker. Well, so different. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. they the same building for two more years. So, so depending yeah. upon how they play this, you're right. That could become an option because he gets he still gets essentially everything that he wants.
2: Yep, he gets to be in San Diego and he can drive up and mm-hmm. he wants. To I'm do. not the number one anymore. This is yep. LeBron's
1: team. Anthony Davis is probably going to get more criticism than I do because I'm going to be more available than he typically is.
2: I don't really know if the criticism truly bothers him. I think with Who, Kawhi? Kawhi, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's more because I mean he didn't really, really talk, so it's not like he really hear much <laughs> him saying anything. Right. I, I believe it's more so the carrying the load, especially with the with the way his leg is bothering him. And, and to me, mm-hmm. it's okay if a player says, "Hey, I know I'm great, but I'm falling apart. Mm-hmm. Kind of need a little bit of a break."
1: Okay. So you're his most trusted advisor, I believe, is uh, his uncle, Uncle Dennis, right? So let's say you're Uncle Dennis. He comes to you, and let's say this report is actually true, that he is unhappy with the Clippers' medical staff because of how they handled his injury in the series before. And he wants to know what your opinion is as to whether or not he should look to sign elsewhere in free agency this offseason, opt out, then become a free agent, or if he should try to work things out and stay with the Clippers. So what would you, Uncle Dennis, advise him to do?
2: Stay your butt. In LA with the Clippers, your owner's a billionaire. He'll probably do any and everything you want him to do to make things happen. Start cleaning out that uh, that that staff and start upgrading facilities. I mean, you're gonna have all this great stuff in the next two years. The unfortunate thing is, I don't know if his body's gonna hold up for them to move in 2024 to the new arena, right? Uh, where they'll have all these amenities. But get with ownership and be like, "Hey, man, we need to upgrade some stuff. Man, you got money. You got you got effort money. You can burn money. <laughs> Just you can literally put a billion dollars." On fire right now and be just fine and not even think about it twice Mm. you need to start spending some of this money on facilities and stuff for us on the side so that we can get better that's what i would do
0: right mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com internet for details.
1: All right. So sticking with the NBA, Jay, if you are a fan of the Portland Trailblazers, you, your anxiety level, which is hopefully usually at a zero or a one is probably at a five today. With the report that came out recently Just as I say that Damian Lillard started a live video On the gram, wonder what he might be talking about um, There was a report that came out uh, This is from Dan Feldman on NBC Sports That Damian Lillard Could leave the Trailblazers due to Blowback over the Chauncey Billups Hire, one of two coaches That he said he wanted to play for For those of you who don't know This uh, this backlash to them hiring Chauncey Billups Primarily stems from um, a, a Rape case that yeah, that occurred yeah uh in 1997 his rookie season along yes. with several other celtics teammates and i forgot he even was a celtic yeah was, he was drafted yeah a, drafted so, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so i forgot i just don't remember him hey, in right, that uniform right. yeah because he wasn't there very long yeah um so in the sense that he was never criminally charged i don't believe but they did several uh, settle oh, a civil suit yes. out of court in 1997 for an undisclosed amount with the young lady who accused them of that so adding to this, uh, Damian Lillard, who endorsed this hire before this aspect of the story came out, has taken a lot of backlash from fans. So from Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, up a coming superstar, honestly, as a sports writer said, the enormous backlash from the Trailblazers uh, process to hire a new coach and his concerns on whether a championship contender can be built have become factors that may push Damian Lillard out the door. Lillard has remained loyal to Portland in large part due to the tremendous fan base. But over the last few days, he's seen some of those same fans attacking him on social media for a pending coaching hire. He played no part in consummating. Hmm. So with how many of the Trailblazers fans and just other NBA fans have gone at Damian Lillard about endorsing Chauncey Billups, who may or may not have done certain things in this particular case in 1997, is it fair or unfair to say that this will culminate in Dame Lillard requesting a trade from the Blazers?
2: Oh, no, I think it's fair. I think it's fair that he will he could request a trade. The Blazers would be stupid to trade him. I wouldn't trade him. I, I'd look at him and smile and be like, you know that extension you just signed? <laughs> you know, you see that extension? That mm. one you just got? Mm. Yeah, we've seen you $200 million. No, you're not going anywhere. You're, you're here. <laughs> you're here. You're here until we can get more value out of you. And... Mm. There's not much. There's not much they can get out of him today. I mean, because think about it: where are they going to trade him to? Mm-hmm. You have to trade it to a team that's going to get him some good draft picks. it's going to be able to help them get a generational talent. One place he could go, maybe Detroit. You can ship him to Detroit, get the number one pick, get K Cunningham, and boom, build around him and CJ McCollum. Mm-hmm. You technically could do that, um, mm-hmm. but outside of that, I wouldn't be sending him anywhere. I wouldn't send. A, I apologize. I would not be sending him anywhere he wants to go. Because there's no there's no incentive for them to do that. He has years on his contract. If he's, he was an expiring deal, similar to everybody else, yeah, you would need to negotiate and figure out something. But that's the one thing a lot of people have to remember when it comes to these extensions and these contracts is most players, they get traded because they want to be traded or they have the power of player enablement to mm-hmm. move. It's because their contracts are about to be up and they can just mm-hmm. walk. Right. So they tell the team. You can make a choice. You take this, <laughs> and you give it to me willingly. No, you can make a choice. You can either let me walk and get nothing, right? Or you can trade me and get picks from somebody. Right. But no matter what, I'm not resigning. And I mentioned this in the other video before. It was a bad idea for Dame to sign that extension. I understand his love and loyalty for the city, but if he had any 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 inch of concern about being a contender, in which this Yahoo article was saying, is that he's worried that they're not going to be able to build a title-contending roster around him. Then, if that's the case, you shouldn't have signed the extension. He should have been playing free agency mm-hmm. and just seeing with that. Because to be honest, you probably could have got traded to the Lakers at that point mm-hmm. if you really want to go down to L.A. or or even to another contender like that. This, your opportunity to get out is kind of diminished because they, they still got you on the hook for so much money.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with agreeing with a lot of what you said, I think that it's unfair to say that he's going to request a trade. I think that, in a sense, this was his first hire. This is a level of power that not many NBA NBA stars really even get I don't think even LeBron got to pick Frank Vogel at his, as his coach he signed off I mean I will not even say he signed off on it he was fine with it we'll say that yeah. but he wasn't a part of the hiring process the way in which Damian Lillard was and he's the best player that they've had since probably what Clyde Drexler so they will make certain concessions for him, just like we talked about with Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. So I think that essentially this is his first hire. They didn't get his first choice, J Kidd, cause J Kidd knew he was going to Dallas, but they got his second choice, Chauncey Billups, who was very much sought after in the NBA head coaching market. Right. So I don't think that he's going to walk away from that or this organization that you said, at least vocally he, and in action that he's been very, uh, very loyal to. So I don't think it's that, but I think that despite this Billups hiring, if over the next two seasons they have another one and done or two and done out of the playoffs then he's going to force a trade so I- it was, so it would be that it would be the performance of this team more than that but i feel like that's exactly what's going to happen because you are not i don't see any way that they can build unless they get lucky and strike gold in the in the uh in the lottery, in the or, draft, or they trade yeah, in the draft.
2: Chris Hops, Porzingis, and, yeah, and something some, ha- something
1: know. monumental that we don't expect has to happen in order for them to build a championship roster around him in Portland. Something that's been very difficult to do. Have they won a championship in Portland? Or if they have, it was like 50 years ago, right?
2: Not in my lifetime. I know yeah, that not my lifetime either. I was, I was a Clyde Drexler fan, and so right, Clyde right. didn't get a ring there, and mm-hmm. nobody in between there got a ring. So in my understanding, I don't think Portland's ever won a championship. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking it up right now, guys. So there's a reason why I'm going to say that <laughs> answer. Uh, there's no reason for me looking yeah. it up right now. But I don't believe that they have
1: a mm-hmm. championship. Yeah, so it's not going to be over Chauncey, Bills, it's not going to be over this fan backlash because once the season starts – I was wrong. It was nineteen seventy-seven. They did win a chip. There we go. So once the season starts, no one, in a sense, you know, for good or ill, is going to think about this. Just look at in recent memory with the Sacramento Kings and with the allegations of sexual assault that hung over the coach Luke Walton's head. But once the season started, nobody talked about that primarily because they play in Sacramento
2: and they're awful.
1: I won't yeah, call them awful. awful. They what? between De'Aaron Fox. And Buddy Hill, they have interesting guys to see. They play an interesting style of basketball every
2: year for like the last fifteen years. They struggle
1: to be successful in Sacramento, but nonetheless, no one was talking about it after that. So I don't think it will be because of that that he ultimately walks away from Portland.
2: You know, yeah, I can totally see that. The higher, I have been an advocate for the Chauncey piece. I thought he should have probably got the Cleveland job. Cleveland, I think they should have made him president of basketball operations Mm. when he. Was quote unquote offered it, but they lowballed him a lot because he was <laughs> inexperienced in that situation. I was a little annoyed. They should have went ahead and just gave him a little bit more money, more realistic money for somebody, not even a fully experienced president, but more of a just not. Don't pay him like you're paying a first year coach. Because like, then they end up signing right? John. Was it
1: John Beeline? Isn't that who they signed instead of Chauncey Billups?
2: Well, Chauncey was going to be the president of basketball operations, and oh. they were going to hire a coach with him that right. he was going to be in the front office, and right. he's respected by a lot of players. And that's kind of what you want. You want a coach that's respected by players like that, that can command an audience who's won a championship like he has and has been able to show that he could potentially put together the right X's and O's and help a player like Dane because they're – not too far off in size to help him get a chip. But I get the backlash, especially with his history. It sucks that you truly can't be redeemed when it comes to situations like that. Mm-hmm. Because someone that people are, there's going to be people out there that are not going to agree with it. And I understand that. I can't even argue it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm on neither side of the spectrum with that. Cause I totally right. get it. Especially with the Becky Hammonds piece being added in there. Uh, I don't that's know right. how that played out and why she wasn't truly considered. But to be honest, I don't, that's not a job I wanted her to get. I prefer her to go somewhere where I feel like there's a good chance for success because, like you mentioned, you made a very good point. If they get bounced out next year, he's going to want out, period. I don't care what moves they make, he's going to want out, and I wouldn't want Becky Hammond to have to deal with that. I would prefer her being somewhere that she has a chance to actually go three, four, five years of either building the team or or have some success and step ladder up to where that we can see Truly, who she is, because the biggest mm. issue you run into with a lot of coaches, and we've seen this with black coaches in football, we've seen this in even some in basketball, is if you're not successful immediately, people write you off. Mm. And I don't want that with her. With Chauncey, people are going to give him more leeway with that situation because there's nothing you can control in Portland. I don't think Portland's going to be a contender. I like Portland, they're not going to be a contender. Period. No. Not in the West. No. There's no chance for it unless they get a big – unless Kawhi Leonard ends up in Portland, <laughs> there's no chance that they're going to be a contender. And that's just me, you know, joking around here. But, no, but for the most part, they need a big piece. They need a really big piece to help them get past because they haven't been able to get anywhere. They got one conference championship, uh, went to the, um, the Western Conference Finals once mm. with Dame there mm. in the eight years he's been in the league. And got swept. And got swept badly. So – they, and the only reason why they went there is because everybody else was injured in the West that year. So, besides hmm. that, I don't see them going anywhere without a very big move. And I just don't see what that big move would be that would get them there. I don't either. So, we'll see what
1: happens. <laughs> He's leaving.
0: <laughs> Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla test Intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit Cox.com/internet for details.
2: Okay, let's wrap this bad boy up and put the bows on it like I always do. But first off, I want to mention—I didn't get to mention it at the beginning or whatnot because I didn't have a standard opening. But um my bad on the uh, the last show—I didn't get, get to put together. This has been a hectic month at the employment place. I had to finish up a certification before Tuesday and yeah, because I I procrastinated and did everything last minute, and so I basically spent the last week been. Uh, Cramming basically like for a college exam to mm. get the certification completed, and I finished it at four o'clock this morning. So <laughs> I didn't get much sleep last night. Wow! Uh, I was literally doing it just about every day. I was getting at least a couple of hours in of completing it. I got the test done. I am recertified, and I am good for three more years. Thank All goodness!
1: Right. Top flight security to the world. Congratulations! Top security to the world, Craig. <laughs> <Congratulations. So laughs>
2: outside of my top flight security to the world, Jimmy. Let's talk about the drama in the world now we try to avoid these type of topics but to be honest as we're getting more and more followers in youtube and we're starting to hear from more and more people that there's you all respect our opinion and we appreciate that you don't have to agree with us all the time but we appreciate us being respected for it because we're gonna have our blind spots we're not gonna be perfect with a lot of the commentary but at the same Mm. time we're gonna be thoughtful as possible that's why we try to bring a pensive approach to this so we don't normally dive, divulge into this, but this is something we'll probably see more of us doing because I think that this is this is these are the videos you guys will love to hear about. So, long division way of saying this. <laughs> Our boy Scotty out here wilding, man. Scotty Pippen out here being wild, <laughs> man. So we all know that Scotty Pippen was not in any way, shape, or form pleased with the Last Dance. He even told this to Michael Jordan. He wasn't pleased at the way that he was portrayed. Um, in numerous ways, he's done... He did an uh, interview with The Guardian right afterwards, and he was kind of talking about his relationship with Jordan and all of that jazz. Mm-hmm. Transitioned even from... Because um, he said, this is what he quote, you quote. He's spoken to... Uh, they asked, have you spoken to Jordan about your opinions of the series? And he said, yeah, I told him. I wasn't too pleased with it. He accepted it. He said, hey, you're right. That was pretty much it.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so... Scotty wasn't wasn't happy with that. That basically saved us throughout the pandemic. It gave us something to do and talk about throughout it. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, Scotty's now going to speak his truth. And I cannot be mad at him for that. Right. He he is now um he's on a tour. He's not only talking about his new bourbon that he has, Digits, uh as well as his upcoming book called Unguarded, which is where he talks about his perspective mm-hmm. of those Jordan runs. He did an interview with GQ, and boy, did he let it go. Not only did he touch on Michael Jordan and the situation there, he talked about Kevin Durant and the difference between him and LeBron James, which we'll divulge into yes. even more in a minute. Yes. He even dove into uh, his beef with Charles Barkley, and he continues that going on and why that beef was there. So... Jimmy, I'm I want to dive into the most important one of all of this. And I think it was the criticism of Kevin Durant. Do you mm-hmm. think he was fair or unfair when he was talking about Kevin Durant not being the same as or as good as LeBron James as a teammate?
1: He was being un and then fair. He blended it between the two. Okay. So when I looked at from what I read out of this article, the top four claims that he made that I saw as it pertained to LeBron James or yep. just you know Kevin Durant compares to him, he said KD never had to be the man and bring the team home. He said that LeBron James essentially would have found a way to beat the Nets. I got that he believed Bron, uh, Bron knows team basketball better than Kevin Durant. And I got out of this that Kevin Durant, I think he says this explicitly, that Kevin Durant has not surpassed LeBron James, especially as it pertains to leading a team. I agree with two of those, and two of those are questionable. I agree that Kevin Durant has never had to be the man and bring the team home. Let's
2: break down each one of them. Let's start with that first. KD has never
1: had to be the man and bring the team home. We know that he started out in Oklahoma City with Russell Westbrook. Ultimately, it was Russell Westbrook's team. He leaves and goes to Golden State, where it's Steph, Clay, and Draymond's team. And then he comes to Brooklyn and he had his first full season this past year. So in Oklahoma City and Golden State, him never having to be the man and bring the team home. I do agree with that. What do you think of that?
2: I can agree as well. This isn't a now I don't I don't understand the backlash that came from this last week around Pippen saying this This truly wasn't a slight ad. Kevin Durant, because no. he basically said this: he "said Kevin Durant's a scoring forward, LeBron's a point forward, mm. two different types of players, but great in their own ways." Like and he and he talked about this, and, and honestly, it's more of an indictment on Steve Nash than it is Kevin Durant. He basically pointed out that Kevin was bringing the ball up, he was running the running the show for the most part, mm-hmm. and trying to find his shot, which is going to do nothing but exhaust you which led to him being tired and gassed by the end of every single game. And he mentioned that if Steve was smart or they were smart, they would have set it up. They will put Kevin in the post. That's rest time. He can just catch in the post, do his little move, move, pass it out. He can rest and not bring it up and try to do everything where, where PJ Tucker and him is catching him right there at the line is at right there at half court bodying up with them he can kind of body in the in in there or he can lean his body on them put his dead weight on the defender and exhaust Mm. them at the same time that would have helped a lot more than it would be him bringing it up so I totally agreed with him on that portion of it I think he was a little too far with the uh Kevin can't distribute because I think he can
1: yep well with that I think that just because Kevin Durant true hasn't really had to be the man of the team like they just like Kawhi Leonard hadn't before he came to LA doesn't mean that he can't do it Obviously, with someone who possesses the greatest God-given skill set on offense that we've ever oh seen, can definitely find a way. And this is against, I mean, we talk about Milwaukee. Milwaukee may very well win the championship. So then if you push That's them great yeah, team. by yourself with only a half a star there with you, and you push them to a game seven, that comes down to your shot, where right then is when all the energy you had left, left your body. I don't think that that's anything to be ashamed of. He gave everything he had in that series, and by and large, he was the best player in that series. Period. So he's going to get, there are going to be other opportunities in Kevin Durant's career where he's going to have to be the man to bring that team home. And I think that it will be in those opportunities, maybe not all of them, but eventually he is going to do that, and he is going to lead this team to a place that they've never been before. So, but at the Next same point. time, at the same time, yeah, at the same time, he was right. Next point LeBron James would have found a way to beat the Brooklyn Nets.
2: So, I'm going to disagree with him on that, and this is the only reason why I'm going to disagree with him on that. LeBron James has dealt with injuries with teammates before. He has found a way to make it through the East in years past with injuries. I mean, Kelly Olenek was knocked out basically by the Boston Celtics. I mean, Kelly Olenek knocked out Kevin Love Love. in the first round against the Boston Celtics. Kyrie was in and out, and then hurt going into the finals, and guess what happened when they got to the finals? They took them L's. Right. I mean, they ran through them, um, the, what was that, the Hawks, but still took them L's. I don't know if LeBron would have been able to figure this out. I mean, I don't know if he – what players did you have on that roster that were actually going to be able to make a difference? James Harden's hobbled mm-hmm. on that hamstring. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, by the way he was playing, he was hobbled on a hamstring. Spencer Dinwiddie ain't playing. Kyrie's out. Um – I mean, I like Joe Harris, but Joe wasn't making shots. He
1: was absent. he, he was he was gone. Anything. He was gone.
2: Bruce Brown had the confidence that you want out of a player, just didn't have the skill to go with that <laughs> right. confidence, right? Um, and it's no shade to him. I mean, he's he's a really good player for what he does, but there's levels to this in the NBA. There's levels to players. Right. He wasn't there, so that's why I ask the question: What could LeBron have done any different than what Kevin did outside of? Because LeBron's a distributor, being a point forward what could he have done differently than Kevin mm-hmm. to actually make something happen? If it right. was, if it was, as he mentioned, if they were smart enough to have leveraged Kevin Durant in the post so he could get more rest, he wouldn't have been as gas going into the, to overtimes. I mm-hmm. think that Kevin could have won that. I, I blame coaching in that series.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I was, if Scotty was here right now, what I want to know is which which LeBron James are you talking about? Because if you're talking about the LeBron James that we just saw in this series, the Nets don't even make it to a game seven. You're out in five, maybe six. Four. Out in, out in four. So if you're talking about prime, let's say Miami Heat, LeBron James, you might have a bit of an argument, but you can't just say LeBron James would have gotten him there. No, he wouldn't. Not this LeBron James this year or last year would have hurt. got him. He's there. just
2: been hurt. He's age. He's at. Right. He's at that age where hell. I was thinking about the other day how I hurt my ankle playing basketball like three years ago, and it took like a year and a half for it to heal. I remember that. I went to the doctor, and they was just like, "Hey man, you just old." do <laughs> right. some stretches he's like does it hurt i was like hell it hurt the sheets hurt that when the sheets put weight on my ankle it hurts and they're like hey man i'm gonna tell you we don't <laughs> see nothing in mri you just old so lebron's at that point even with all the money he invests in his body mm-hmm. he old i don't think he would mm-hmm. ever do anything
1: all right so next he says that kevin durant hasn't surpassed lebron james now did he say that he hasn't surpassed lebron james period or that he hasn't surpassed surpassed lebron james in leading a team
2: uh, so I was trying to find how he said it it seems like he was saying that he hasn't passed him as, as far as leading a team
1: Okay, uh, I agree with that, that's true I mean that's part of what has made LeBron James LeBron James from the very beginning of his yeah. career going back to high school is that the leadership intangible has been just as valuable as his ability to run an offense, to rebound to assist, to score, anything that he does is that leadership ability because that leadership ability is what gets more out of the players around you so like for instance if lebron had been on this team they wouldn't have won but you would have gotten more out of a joe harris or more out of a bruce brown you would have gotten more out of them because that's what your leadership ability does. That's like the Chris Paul effect that we're seeing now in Phoenix. Right. Blake
2: Griffin may have gotten more out of Blake Griffin, maybe. Yeah, I mean,
1: Griffin had a good series, in my opinion, but he might have gotten more out of him. So, yeah. So, in terms of the leadership intangible, yes, but LeBron has always had that, just like KD has never been called to be that. He would have to develop that. If he has enough career to ultimately evolve into a good leader, we don't know yet. But, yeah, yeah, no. Hardly anyone has passed LeBron James' leadership.
2: This is the quote basically said... Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to paraphrase it down to this. You know, Kevin Durant, Brooklyn, Kyrie gets hurt, James Harden ain't that guy. Now KD only has to score for them, but also make plays for them. And this is no knock to KD, but they asked me, has he surpassed LeBron James? They didn't really tell if it's been as a team player, as a player overall. Mm. And say my answer was LeBron James knows team basketball better than KD. KD can score better than LeBron, probably always have been able to. But has he surpassed LeBron? No. He tried to beat the Milwaukee Bucks instead of utilizing his team. You see what I'm saying? LeBron would have figured out how to beat them, and he wouldn't have been exhausted. It may not have taken the last shot, but LeBron ain't KD, and KD ain't LeBron. I am with him on that portion of it. Mm -hmm. I know that we love the comparison of players. That's the game. I know people love making lists. I hate making lists. I know people love to do drafts. I hate doing drafts. That's the thing you like to do, and I I don't knock (laughs) anybody's fans because it's fun. There's a fun aspect to it. I hate it only because it's so subjective and you can argue up and down everybody, no matter what your points are. It's, it's impossible to have anything definitive. I kind of like definitive sometimes, but I don't like the fact, I do like the fact that he said LeBron ain't Katie and Katie ain't LeBron. Katie is a scorer. He is a scoring four LeBron is a point forward and there's nothing wrong with pointing those out and no, nothing wrong with pointing out that Kevin Durant is lethal with scoring, but that the human body does has limits and you will hear me say this all the time, folks, the human body does have limits and guess what? <laughs> You're going to fall apart at a certain point, playing 52 minutes in like back to back to back games. I agree. With Reggie Miller. They probably should have just tanked game six let that thing let that thing go, <laughs> not, not play them, just say injury or something, or, t- or play them early, start getting blown out and pull them out and say mm-hmm. we're just going to sit this one. Mm-hmm. And game seven would have been a different story. I think Brooklyn wins game seven if they weren't exhausted.
1: I can see that. Per- All right, so last one. LeBron James knows team basketball better than Kevin Durant.
2: I agree with that. I agree because LeBron mm. is a point forward. That's his game. His his game has always been to distribute more than score, but he also can put up buckets because he's LeBron freaking James. Mm-hmm. Kevin is more of a I'm going to get buckets, easy money, sniper. That's why his name is what it be in so many different places. <laughs> the dude just, just eats nonstop, and there's nothing wrong with saying that. I do think that LeBron's a better team player than Kevin. See,
1: I don't think that that's fair. I think that how I look at it in the sense of Kevin Durant has been able to find a way to fit effectively on every team that he's been been a part of. And I don't think that if he doesn't understand those team concepts as well as he needs to, he doesn't do that. Like, he doesn't fit as well as he did I still think even though they didn't win a championship, he still fit well in Oklahoma City. He didn't like the fit necessarily, but he did fit. In Golden State, clearly he fit enough to win two championships, two final MVPs. So I think that I look at that differently from orchestrating a team or even leading a team. You don't have to do that in order to understand team concepts and fit within your role of the team, even if you are a top five, top seven, all-time great player because of your skill set. So I don't think that that's fair that he said he doesn't – that LeBron just automatically knows team basketball better than KD. I
2: have to argue against you on that one, mainly because Kevin Durant's main skill set is getting buckets. That fits on every team in the NBA. There's not one team in the NBA he cannot go to and not get buckets on. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Whereas LeBron, you you have to make everybody else better around you for your team to be any good. Hell, he got those Cleveland teams to the finals, even when Kyrie was hurt and he was able to do a lot with, I, mean, I put it like this, not only with coaching, along with coaching and LeBron out there playing, they were flipping those rosters every year and was still going to the finals, mm-hmm. even with just three main guys. That's a big deal. That's a big team piece. Kevin has been in stable situations everywhere he's gone, except for the injury situation in Brooklyn. Now the injury situation that he had in Oklahoma City mm-hmm. and the injury situation he he had at golden state, but you just, he was an insert piece here. And now we score double the points we scored before. That's who he is. I don't think that that means that he's better at team concepts because he's just a great individual at scoring. He's amazing at it. Like he, it's so mm-hmm. it's beautiful watching him play basketball. Because you really don't need a whole team out there for him to do that.
1: See, but that's the thing that shouldn't sound like a knock against him just because he is this greatest scorer of right. all time. Because he because when you, when you think about it, yeah, because when you think about it, on any team that he's been a part of is great of a scorer as he is. And if a lot of other NBA players had that exact same skill set, they would literally try to put up forty five a game. But if you notice the teams that he's been on, everybody else around him still gets they still get theirs. They still eat well, they, maybe not as much as they did before. Like Steph, maybe he doesn't average thirty points prior to Kevin Durant getting, maybe it's more 25, 26, but everybody else still eats. He's incredibly efficient. And I think that that's part of what helps him to be able to fit into a team is that he doesn't take shots. He doesn't take food out of somebody else's mouth in order to feed himself.
2: I don't know. So so Steph went from 25 to 26 to 27 with Kevin playing with them. So he shot about, the same roughly, around the same around amount of threes, about 10 per game. Okay, so he didn't lose anything. He didn't lose anything. Right. And, that's, and that's my point with a player like Kevin Durant and inserting him in said roster. Mm. It's, not that, it's not that he doesn't make – he doesn't do the team concept piece. It's not that. The biggest thing about Kevin on the team, the only thing I refute with what you say is, Kevin can be placed anywhere and he's going to get buckets – and because he's such a threat at scoring, everyone else is still going to be able to get their shot up. That was the beauty of Golden State. Golden State was a great shooting team. They added the best mm-hmm. shooter in the league with the rest of the shooters out there. Even though it's it's arguably between him and Steph Curry, dude scores at such an efficiency is ridiculous. So you can't you can't you won't hurt Steph and Clay because they're still threats and he's still a threat too. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yep. And then adding James to Brooklyn. Mm.
1: They're threats, but yeah, But at the same time, that helps. That helps my argument in the sense that you said he could fit anywhere. So if you don't understand team team I concepts very team well, concepts. how could you fit anywhere?
2: you because know, you don't need to have team concepts to fit in with the way he does. He just needs to shoot the ball. Yes, you do. Because no,
1: you because don't. No, well, cause what offense has he ever gone to that he hurt the offense?
2: He can't hurt an offense. It's impossible for him to hurt an offense, and it's not team concepts. It's mm. impossible yes, for it him is. to an Yes, offense. it
1: is. If he's not as efficient, if he's taking food out of everybody else's mouth, it's if he's impossible. not where he's supposed to be. That's the point. Both on offense that's and that's defense. Is.
2: It's impossible for a play for Kevin Durant to make a team worse on offense. It's impossible.
1: That still helps me.
2: I don't I don't think it does. I think it's the complete opposite. Because it's not team
1: concept. Okay, okay, so so if I concede a little bit, I'll say, okay, hardly nobody understands team basketball as good as or better than LeBron. If let's say Chris Paul, so, so all is. that all that notwithstanding.
2: Yeah, I think that's where we're okay. at with it. Right. It's more of that play of they do a good thing at getting everybody else involved. Kevin Durant's, no matter what, he's going to get his. And everybody else needs to figure out a better way to get theirs. So they don't have by, to. What I'm saying like this, they need to figure out how to get theirs because he's taking attention off of them. Right. That's more of his his team concept is I'm going to take everybody's attention so y'all can still do your thing, whereas LeBron is I'm going to get you all involved and weave you into the offense in different ways than them going to me as far as attention goes. Mm -hmm. That's the difference maker. All right, Jimmy, what is on the editing room floor? Rain. <laughs> it is raining hard out there, too. Okay. Uh, all
1: right. So going off of NBA reports, a lot of unhappiness around the NBA, Jay, man, which hey, I guess man. when you don't win, I mean, that's what Depression. comes next is unhappiness. Hey, fans so, there's, like that. so there's a report, um, and this has some substantial sports writers behind it, that Luka Doncic and Chris Porzingis do not like each other in Dallas, both off and on the court. So it's really a two-part question, Jay. Why don't Luca and Porzingis like each other?
2: Um, I'ma say this in this way. I'm saying in a lighthearted way, but at the same time you'll get my point. You can't expect putting two white dudes together and it's gonna work. <laughs> Period. You see what I'm saying? Like no. that was everybody's first thought was, oh, we'll put these two euros together, and oh my god, it's going to be great. Nah, man, they got personalities too, Probably. and and Porzingis needs the ball in order to be to be effective, and that was his qualm with everything going on in Dallas is he was not get the ball enough. Well, you got Luka Doncic who needs to run the offense. Why the hell will he get the ball to anybody? Mm-hmm. Kind of what it is.
1: I think uh, I think it's true. I think Luka looks at him and doesn't like him. He says, "You're a bad number two option." I think that Porzingis looks at Luca and says, you don't treat me like I'm a number one option. Still, still, he still sees himself or that two, way. A number two option. Right. He, he didn't dream of number so two. when you put those two on the court together, that's where the clash happens. That's why they don't like you. It probably started, I don't like you on the court, so I really don't have much of a reason to like you off the court. Either way, this is a problem. And we know that how this problem is going to be solved is that Chris Stapps is going to be moved, if not before this season, maybe before next season, because they're not getting rid of Luka. He's the cornerstone in the foundation, like Dirk, for this the next summer. 15 years this summer. This summer. He's, gone. Right. Yeah. he's gone this summer. Maybe to Portland. Mm-hmm. All right, second part of the <laughs> second part of the question. Well, actually that answers the second part of the question because I was gonna ask, <coughs> Well, what is Dallas gonna do about this if they don't like each other? You can't have that with Luca. You cannot have him unhappy with a teammate on the bench with him like Chris Hasporzingis. Mm-hmm. But to what are you looking for in return in terms of what kind of a player, what what do they need around Luca in order to get better?
2: Someone that can score. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Even somebody that can score. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Uh so next, let's go to the WNBA where a report came out that 99% of the players have been vaccinated. Don't. And all and all 12 teams have met their vaccination threshold as well. So that is uh that is fantastic. What percentage of the NBA do you think or do you know is vaccinated?
2: I don't know. Officially, I'm going to say probably about 60%. I'm going to be a little bit optimistic with it, but I don't think they're going to hit the ladies' number. The ladies are just... They they just do this stuff. Probably not.
1: But I think that amongst playoff teams, the number is probably higher because there's more of an incentive in order to get vaccinated so that you don't have... In a sense, I guess what happened to Chris Paul, though vaccinated, still ended up being out with COVID. Didn't hurt his team, though. He got very lucky with that. But I think that with a lot of your playoff teams, that's why outside of Chris Paul, we haven't seen... Anybody else on any of these final right, four to eight right. teams be out with COVID?
2: Agreed. Yes, so, that's true. Yeah. What else? Is that it? Oh, uh, that's it? All right. Oh, man. Well, we appreciate y'all joining us as usual here on Unfair Sports, where we take a pensive approach to the sports conversation. Make sure you uh, go to our YouTube channel. Go to unfair sports.com. Click on YouTube. Like, subscribe, share. Why? Because sharing is scary. We're going to get big. Is <laughs> because you're the people, so Mike Bob Winnie, thank you so much for doing your what you do best, and uh, for Jimmy. We'll be back on the Standard Rotation. NBA Finals are coming up soon. The 4th of July is about to hit, so it's going to be a great weekend. And
1: Titans fans, we haven't forgotten about you. We got something oh, We got something special, something very special something. we're planning we're for doing you. we
2: some stuff. They're actually still commenting on that video. I've gotten like I love them. four or five them. hate messages. I need to go on there and uh, you need to go ahead and uh, respond to a couple of them and remind them of why they're hating. But I've been I've been chopping up back and forth. I love the conversation. So hop on our YouTube page, unfair-sports.com. Uh, go to YouTube, like I said, like, subscribe, share, because sharing is caring, and uh, give us five stars. You don't think we deserve it? Man, just give us five anyway. Give it. So, that top it up in a few days.
1: Peace. Peace.
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox.